Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree and our guest today. I think we were saying maybe maybe the second car interview we've had. Yeah, second car, but incredible. This guy's busy. Yeah. <laughs> we were well, talking to him a little bit before the podcast. Like, man, he keeps his schedule packed and he was we were lucky enough for him to uh, come yeah. on and share about his business and how he's growing it. Yeah. I mean, the growth is unbelievable. I mean, he's gone from 15 agents to like 70 plus in a year. You'll hear all about it on the interview. But stick around for this interview because a lot of his deals are coming from internet leads. And I asked him specifically, can you share with me your follow-up process? And he broke it down into an acronym called C-Test. So you're going to want to hear around this. to hear it's what awesome. that acronym stands for. But first, before we introduce him, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify if you're not already subscribed. And make sure to drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it right here on the show. This week's featured review, I call, I asked for reviews. And you guys came through. We got some brand new, fresh reviews. This one comes from Robert286 via Apple Podcast. He says, a great listen, five stars. They are passionate about what they do. I'm not even in sales, but it's advice that can be applied in almost any field. So thank you so much for Robert for leaving that review. Uh, You can leave your review on Apple Podcast. And now let's get into this week's episode. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Our guest today is Mark Pattison. He's the founder and owner of Porchlight Realty Team, brokered by EXP Realty. Starting as a solo agent in 2014, Mark now has a team of 70 that is ranked the number three team in San Diego County, according to Real Trends, and number five in all of California, having closed over 3,000 transactions and a billion dollars in volume. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Yes, thanks for having me. Well, I think we were talking even beforehand. I think you're over seventy now, right? Are you? You were, you were saying you're yes, seventy. Something. That was last. That was last week's numbers. Yeah, so, <laughs> I was going to say it changes so much. I can't keep up. I had to check and see. Yeah, we're at seventy-two in San Diego. I think. Uh, yeah, seventy-two in San Diego, uh, and then about five others in a couple different markets that we have. That's unbelievable. So, uh, like, how many transactions are you guys? Will you do this year? Or did you do last year? Kind of give a feel there. So. Yeah, last year I had 15 agents and we did 407 deals. Uh, so we got third in San Diego and fifth in the state, which the fifth in the state thing was the thing that caught me by surprise. Yeah, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, that's crazy, like, oh, man. Dang, good on me. No, yeah. <laughs> or good on my team more so. My team's a lot better than me. Uh, and then this year to date, we've already done 470 deals. So oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're hoping to hit 800, uh, which would be a huge, huge win for us. Dude, that is incredible, man. Seriously, congrats on that. I know that is one, it's quite an accomplishment just from the lead generation side and the ability to actually scale a business and all that stuff. But then from the management side of people too, and how do you keep people inspired and and everything gets more complex as you add on team members. It's like the simplest problem. You know, it's kind of like whisper down the lane. Every time you add a team member, boom, it gets a little bit more complex. Uh, walk us through a little bit of your story. Like, how'd you get into real estate? How long you've been doing it? What made you want to build a massive team like this? Yes. Yeah, so got into real estate. I was always in sales. So I worked, uh, born and raised Seattle. So I'm a West Coast kid. Uh, moved to Chicago, actually, for a company called Groupon. It was a startup. 
left Groupon, went to South America. And I was like, I'm not going to be spending another winter in Chicago again. Um, I don't know if you know, but Chicago has really cold winters <laughs> and I'm not made for that. So I did South America for a bit. Uh, and I said, man, I'm just going to live in warm climate somewhere and I'm going to become a real estate agent. So I had no one in my family that had done real estate. I didn't know anyone in the business. I didn't know anyone in Southern California. I just decided I'm going to move to LA or San Diego. And I bought a ticket to LA. I actually changed my flight to San Diego and moved here with an air mattress and a moped. Oh and <laughs> uh, didn't know one person. And I just started selling real estate. I used to park around the corner on my moped uh, and freaking take my helmet off, fix my hair and go show houses. That's so crazy. That, that's how I started. <laughs> And uh, my dad gave me that moped for a college present because he wouldn't get me a car. And then my dad made me buy that moped back. He's like, no, 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 that was just a loaner. Like, you got to pay me back for that. So my parents are like very much like you work for your own stuff. Uh, so I truly started not knowing one person. And now, thankfully, in San Diego, it's a big city, but I do know, know a lot more. Uh, and just have kind of climbed the ladder of just going after it. I always surrounded myself with great people and copied their businesses. And so within five years, I've been able to create one of the top teams in San Diego. Now you left, you left a job out. I think, is there a little trivia fact that you used to work for Elton John? Isn't that? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> did you really? When Jeez. I, okay. Well, when I was in South America, I was on tour. So I would go to like a lot of the shows and it was more of like a fill-in job. It wasn't necessarily, I got paid very much, but it was a lot of fun. So it was worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I traveled around. I've been to 72 countries. Ooh. So you're used to the traveling game. So tell us about kind of, you said 15 agents last year, right? 70 agents already this year. What has been some of the biggest challenges scaling a team that quickly? I would say that, I mean, I've got, I'm pretty orderly. So I like to have my system set up. So I have a university that I created. So if a new agent comes on board, uh, it's not me teaching them every single little thing. We do have a class once a week for two hours, but we do have a university that's all online and we've recorded everything. So it's called Porchlight University which is my team name. And uh, we basically just throw everyone into Porchlight University and go from there. What the difference was is I had 15 agents. I met this guy out of Arizona. Uh, he was running his own brokerage and he's like, I follow you on social media. I was like, oh, cool. You know, nice to meet you. And he's like, yeah. And I found out this dude has 3000 agents at his brokerage. I'm like, crap. He was trying to act like I was, I was cool. I'm like, I need to ask him more questions. So he goes, you're thinking too small. You need to be bigger. And I was like, well, how many agents should I have on my team? He said 200. Mm. And I said, all right, I'm going to do it. Mm. Because there's nothing more than 200 than there's 15. He goes, honestly, just grow. So from that moment when he told me this, which his name's Chuck Fazio. So thank you, Chuck. Uh, you inspired me to basically build my team out. And that's why I'm on my path to 200 agents. Then I met another guy, David Colin, who's a KW dude, who I met in Mexico when you said I was in Mexico the other week. He told me, two, he said 200 is too small. I'm like, I got to stop surrounding myself with these people. <laughs> so now I don't know how big I'm going to grow my team, but it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. So, I, I mean, obviously one of the biggest challenges for scaling teams, right, is the consistent flow. Most agents are not doing business, right? I think the stats are horrendous, right? There's 50% of agents in the MLS, I've heard, that don't even have a transaction this year. How do you help your agents that are on your team actually close deals? Like, what's your model to help them either generate leads? Do you generate the leads for them? How does that all work and break down? All right, get a pen and paper. Yeah. So first 30, <laughs> first 30 days when they're onboarding, they have an onboarding specialist, they go through the university, they have to complete the university, which is 180 modules. Um, once they're done with the university, they take an in-person final exam. 
So everything that they have to learn about real estate, and I'm not talking about the stuff that the real estate school teaches them, but what you actually have to know. It's kind of like, oh, you go to high school, but you really don't learn anything about life. So I teach them the life stuff. Uh, we go through that. They then do five sample contracts. They do four buyer consults and they make 2000 dials all in their first 30 days. Wow. So we have it set up that they're like, Hey, you better prove yourself to be on the team. So we have a lot of agents that don't make it through the first 30 days. Cause we kind of just say grind for it. After 30 days, they get partnered with a mentor. The mentor is kind of their go-to person to teach them real life showing, uh, how to do a listing presentation, how to do a buyer consult, but you know, more so than just what they see online that I created in the university. Uh, the first five deals, they're partnered with that mentor. And then after that, they're put into a pod. So kind of like The Voice where all the people, the celebrities have their chairs and they get to turn their chair around for whichever person they want. So the new agent comes up and presents, hey, this is what I'm looking for in a pod leader. And then the agents, if they want that person, they kind of buzz in. And we do this uh, every two months. We have like a pod meeting and <laughs> the agent then gets to select which pod they're going to go on. That so is it's so like, hey, cool. I'm be your coach. And that's from deals six through 12. And that's something that we just started implementing to create more teams within a team. So like you said, it's like per agent production. Yes, I do have almost 80 agents and I've only done 470 deals, but about 35 of them have done all those deals. So mm. the other ones are all in their onboarding. About 40 of them are all in onboarding, going through this okay. process getting their stuff done because it takes a while to get ramped up no matter what. Yep. What, um, so you mentioned something that stood out to me. You mentioned 2000 dials, right? Which is, yep. oh, I love, I love hearing that. I think one of the biggest pain points of real estate agents is they just don't want to pick up the phone and call people. And it, it's a huge mistake. Can you, can you talk to us a little, what are they calling? Like, oh, how does that work? What does that 2000 dials look like? Yes. So we have follow-up boss and Y local. So that's our CRM. Nice. We have the pawn set up. So each little area, say it's like old Zillow leads, old realtor.com leads, whatever lead that we maybe didn't convert, we put them into different pawns. Reason being is I don't want to have a brand new agent have their first call be a Zillow flex call and then them mess up. So we make them go through old leads, practice on them. Funny thing is, is we, we used to call it the dead pond. Now we call it the money pond. So new agents come in thinking there's money in there. And this kid got a $1.7 million listing from it. So he got a $1.7 million listing as his first appointment, got the listing, now has, he's been on the team. He's been licensed since January. He now has 27 signed listing agreements this year. Wow. Um, and so my team, we don't have buyers agents and listing agents. I let them do both. You just have to prove that you know what you're doing. So we do have a mentor that will shadow them and make sure that they're doing it right. But yes, yeah, so he took on 27 listings so far this year. And he's just crushing it. And they go through that. Those pawn dials, they start day two. So they say, hey, you get your first day to kind of get everything situated. And then we put them on the phones because a lot of people think that they need to know all the answers before they jump on the phones. Well, here's the thing. One, I might be an idiot, but I'm six years in the business. I don't know all the answers. Hmm. I can barely keep track if you need this done for this loan and this. I can't keep, you know. And then when I learn it, they freaking change it. So I tell my agents like, Hey, if you're not, we, we have a saying on our team, if you're not effing up, you're not trying. So Love we that. want them to fail, fail forward. The only thing that I request is that you're ethical and that you treat your clients with respect and you t- treat the people on our team with respect. And that's it. Otherwise you can't really screw up. Like, mm. Don't obviously tell your client, if you don't know, raise your hand and ask. Yeah. I love that. You mentioned Zillow leads. Is that where you're getting a lot of your leads from? What other lead sources are you getting? Um, and is it all online? Yes. So all of our lead sources are all online. Uh, I started out as an agent that did a lot of online lead generation because I wasn't from San Diego. So I didn't have my sphere. Mm. So I had to build it from somewhere. 
and all the other big teams are saying, Hey, online leads. Some people will be like, Oh, Zillow sucks, all this stuff. Well, Hey, if you want to scale, Zillow is where you're going to be able to do it. And military leads is another one. Cause we're in a big military presence city. Okay. So we, we work with veterans United. Um, they're part of our group. We work with realtor.com. And so a lot of it when we, and we, and we kind of stack it. So like I said earlier with the pods, we actually have teams within the team. So there's te- people that are just on Zillow flex. There's people that are on veterans United military leads. There's people that are on realtor.com and they graduate on. So once you go through that first 30 days, you then get into different programs. You get to go on lead shifts. Lead shifts are how we distribute our leads out. So yes, they'll have a pond in their name so they can call those leads at any time they want. But if they're on a lead shift, when a lead comes into our system, it's going to be routed to a certain number of agents, whoever's on lead shift. Lead just kind of like floor time. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Google, any, any of that? Any of the pay-per-click stuff? No, not at all. None of it. Only just like <clears throat> ready to go leads. So I don't want my agents personally calling someone who one out of a hundred will convert. And then also one out of a hundred convert at 18 months or whatever the PPC and Facebook ads go at. So we go after more high quality leads. Uh, our military lead source converts at about 30%. So every third phone call they're answering, they're selling a house. Our Zillow Flex, we're one of the top teams for Zillow in Southern California. Same thing. We have a crazy high conversion with them. And so the way that we do it is like, Hey, first up, you're going to start with the pawns, the old leads. Then you're going to get on realtor.com, which is leads that I buy. Um, we also have op city. We've got homes. We've got a couple, like the, the big ones look up anything. If you're, if you're on a budget, look up any free lead sources that you can sign up for mm. that you pay on a referral. That's gonna be the best way to start out. And then once they graduate on, we have a path and say, Hey, look in two months, you will be on solo flex, but this is what you have to do. Mm. So I would say like, you're going to drown in real estate. If you're just at any brokerage or any team, they're just going to throw you in the water and say, Hey, here's your desk. Here's a phone. Yeah. At Porchlight, I'm going to say, Hey, there's an Island. It's five miles that way. And you have to swim, but at least you're swimming in the right direction and good luck. There's sharks. There's everything else. So <laughs> have at it, but go. And I that's love that. how I run my team. So I think that if they have that path and they know that, Hey, I only have to hit these freaking old leads and prospect for X number of days. And it's not like I have to get something out of it. And it's the end of like, this is how I'm going to run my entire career. If you make someone prospect like crazy, they're going to get burnt out. Yeah. No, I, I loved uh, one key point that I want to point out that I think is a golden nugget that I think people should take advantage of is that concept that you had of look for free lead sources. And yes, you have to pay the referral fee, right? For the op cities and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you're just getting started. It's a great opportunity. So that's a golden nugget for people. If you're not looking for free sources and getting your name in the hat for those free sources, hey, you're missing out, especially at the beginning. Obviously, you're building up to build this database for each agent because then now you have the internet leads going. You also are working then your sphere, which hopefully will start being recurring business for you long-term. I'm curious though, when you're making those phone calls, do you guys have like a minimum standard that each agent must hit every week, every day? Because reason for my question is kind of a selfish question. My brother <laughs> has a team um, and literally last night, no joke, um, he has, I think he's up to six agents and he's trying to onboard a couple more on his team. Um, and he's thinking the same thing as you of going, hey, I probably need to start scaling this to, to really go big. But one of his struggles is, is, and if the agents of his team listen to this, guys, you know, this is the struggle. Sorry, it's real. <laughs> don't want, they don't want to get on the phone. So I was saying, hey, this is normal because I have 120 people in my own company that are on the phones all day. And guess what? They do sales for a living and they don't want to get on the phone. Getting on the phone's hard. So I talked to him about minimum standards. Like, hey, you need standards. And I shouldn't really call them minimum, but you need standards in your organization that everybody must hit. 
Do you have some of that? Do you buy into that? Like, how do you keep people motivated to do what they should be doing? Yeah. So there's different tiers. We do have, um, depending on the agents. So a brand new agent is going to have to do a lot more dials than an experienced agent in my team. Also, I think there's a factor of over KPIing someone. So key performance indicators, making them do all these little things, which are great. But if you do it too much, your agents are going to be like, dude, just leave me alone. Like, I feel like I'm being babysat. Uh, I don't want to be the helicopter parent kind of team leader. And I also personally hate being told what to do. So I don't tell my agents what to do. Mm. I've created this culture of just like kick-ass agents that just are naturally motivated. I'm not someone who's like, hoo-ha, bubble, you know, that kind of... I'm the type of person that's like, if you talk over me at the team meeting, I'm going to tell you to shut the F up and get out. I'm kind of a like, no... My dad's military and a Olympic coach. Okay, so, wow. Imagine, and I went to Catholic school my whole life. So it's payback to all these people of my childhood. <laughs> Uh, but yes, that's how it was growing up with an Olympic father and, you know, Navy dad. So I run it that way. It's like, Hey, just do your, like, do what you need to do. So there's really no key minimums when you're brand new for sure. Cause they don't know, they don't know that you're supposed to be told no freaking 95 times before they get one appointment or a hundred times before they get one appointment. That's normal when you're calling old leads. Um, I think they need to go through that. Plus I'm not going to waste money personally on a, on an agent that doesn't have the skill set yet. So that's the only time we measure them is when they're brand new. The more experienced agents on my team, truly, if they've been on the team for more than a year, they just get inbound calls now. So my team doesn't prospect. They just get calls. Um, they obviously do follow up and different things. Hey, right. we found this house or that. But uh, we really monitor on the amount of leads we give someone. So the maximum leads we give an agent on our team is 20. And the most that they could have in their name at a time that are active is 100. Okay. So if they have 100 leads, they can't sign up for more leads, leads just for the next week. So we monitor that because too many leads is a bad thing. And if you're just sitting there chasing all the time, you're never truly going to be able to convert. Hmm. Do they all work under the Porchlight Realty team name? Like they all work. So how do, how do so, you yeah. manage the, um, like the brand, like the experience that, that they're giving yeah. to your clients? Yeah. Uh, so with it, definitely it's uh, my team. The way we get our agents that join us are through people on our team. So thankfully people don't necessarily recruit anyone who doesn't really match the brand. Hmm. As we grow bigger, we need to find more people. So it's harder and harder. So we are reaching out on different, you know, wise hire and different ad sites. Just started that a couple of weeks ago, mm. but everything's been organic. And I find that if, hey, I'm an agent on your team and I do well, I'm only going to bring someone on that I think would be a good fit for us. So naturally the culture has been pretty amazing. And I lead with that. I always say like, I always, I'm the type of person that thinks that everyone in a, like is amazing. I think that there's a lot of really good people in the world. And if you lead into that and tell people they're good, you know what? They're good. I love it. If you're just constantly like negative and think that everyone's out to get you and stuff, people are going to freaking get you. Yeah. And I, That's I, I so just good, always man. with that. Sometimes we avoid doing something we should because we just don't know how to start. And unfortunately, following up with clients can be one of those things. Let us help you out with our free follow-up scripts. With these fill-in-the-blank scripts for three types of calls, following up couldn't be easier. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash scripts and download and print this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash scripts. Take action on this today. Well, we'll have to have you back on when you hit 200, which at your rate should be about three months. Yeah. <laughs> Don't test me. Don't tell me I can't do something. No, that, That's unbelievable. One thing that I also want to point out, which is a golden nugget, is man, you know your numbers. Like you know exactly what people need to be doing at exactly the phase and the confidence in which you just portray that is super, super impressive. 
of just, hey, look, you're locking in. This is the plan. Run the play. And if you don't run the play, hey, get the F out. Like you're not supposed to be here because, mm. you know, we're here to have a kick-ass team, right? I'm curious yep. though, because obviously, you know, this is what everybody wants. How do you deal with the the agent that's not motivated, right? Because, you know, you, you want to believe everybody's go. good, but how, like, is that like, you're the one firing them? They, they fire themselves? Like, how does that normally work for you? I'm sure you've experienced it. They fire themselves. The only time I'll fire someone is if someone's rude to someone. So I okay. had an agent that was just uh, rude to my newer admin on the team. He sent an email, kind of derogatory. And I called him up and I said, hey, what's going on? He goes, well, I wasn't trying to be rude. And I said, well, you were. And then he goes, I go, would you have sent me that email? And he said, no. And I said, okay, that means you're no longer on my team. Mm. So he was rude to an admin person, which I think that at all levels, I don't care if you're an agent that sells 30, 40 houses a year, that doesn't fly. Mm. So that's the only time I'll fire someone. People on my team, I try to keep a caliber of like, hey, you need to do at least 12 deals in your first year, which kind of is not even that good. Uh, but I do try to push that. But I think people just naturally let themselves go because they go, I don't want to work that hard. I mean, I just looked at my top agents numbers in the top five. Uh, number one has done 31 deals this year. Number two has done 29. Number three has done 27. Uh, next one's 27 and 21. So, And we're just five, halfway through the year, everybody listening to this. So yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's insane numbers. So I, the best thing is, is, I don't think I've ever sold that many houses myself, but I'm good at team leading, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> Clearly, yeah. I didn't have these systems set up like where I came from and when I was on my team, yep. which was not a team. It was, it was someone who like would take, you know, commission from me. Okay. Um, there, there was nothing really else provided. No leads, no nothing. These guys had leads. They got systems. They have yep. everything set up for them. So they're able to do... It's basically, it's, it's a factory now. I love it. Uh, so another selfish question for myself is you're getting a ton of leads in. Can you give me a little insight into like your follow-up strategy? Because obviously everybody's not answering the first call. And like, how do you guys, how many times do you call a lead or do you drip on them? What do you drip on them with? What, what's kind of your, what have you seen work for you and your team? Yeah. So I, I personally hate email. So I've never sent a mass email and I don't drip on anyone that I don't know. I, I just don't like it. So I don't do it to anyone. Wow. Probably dumb on my part. Um, but what we do is we get the lead, it's speed the lead. So we do have lead shifts. We do lead shifts four times a day on each lead shift up to four agents are there. So they sign up, like I said, they get, we go from top to bottom. Hey, number one agent on the team, you get to sign up number two, number three. So we do lead shifts. We do it from nine to 12, 12 to three, three to six, six to nine. All of them are in office, like floor time, except for the six to nine o'clock one. Um, also, we have a lot of single moms on my team. If they have a kid at home or something, they just text our admin team like, hey, I'm going to stay home today. But here's a picture of me at home. Like I'm working. We don't want someone to get a lead and they're at the gym mm. or at the grocery store mm. or wherever they're going to be running around doing errands. We want them to be in front of their computer ready to go. So our speed of lead is like within five seconds. We do an acronym that I made up. It's called C-Test, which is C-T-E-S-T. And it's column. Uh, if they don't answer, you hang up, call them again. They don't answer, you hang up, you call them again. So mm. you don't leave a voicemail. You do it three times in a row. If they pick up on the third time, we say, oh, I'm so sorry. I was trying to leave you a voicemail, but it clipped off. Um, hey, but you inquired about that little cute blue Brilliant. house. Brilliant. Like so we talk about the color of the house and we talk about um, maybe the if it's like a street name. But we won't say, hey, you inquired about 123 Main Street. They'd be like, "What? which one was 123 Main Street? So talk about the, the house that they clicked on. Uh, and then you try to set the appointment right away. I think people try to over-qualify someone on the phone. 
if you get them on the phone, do not talk to them about lending. Don't talk about anything. Just talk about the area they're looking in and don't talk about that specific home because the person that comes in rarely ever buys that specific home. Mm. They go and look at it, but you want to show them more than one house. You want to show them three to four properties. If you show them one, there's zero time to build a rapport. So that first initial call, super quick, less than three to four minutes, get them off the phone, get the appointment for hopefully the day of or the next day, get everything done, show them three to four houses and set the appointment for the next house, just like a barber does. When you go and get your haircut, they say, hey, when do you want to come back? They don't want to call you to follow up, nor do they want you to go to another barber. Same thing. I don't want you to go to another real estate agent. So set that appointment for that next time you're going to go show houses. Send them a little email and a bomb bomb, which is a, a video message email uh, with like next steps and how to get pre-approved. When you're in person, then talk about lending and the next steps to get pre-approved. Mm. Don't talk about it on the phone. People don't like talking about money. The person who likes talking about money is a highly analytical person. And that's like 5% of the population. Mm. So you're alienating 95% of the people right away. So we always talk about it in person. Well, say that first call, they don't answer. So then the next thing you do, you do those three calls. Then you text them. Hey, so I inquired about this house and you'd screenshot it. If they don't answer, do dot, 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 let me know. Or if you can send a GIF or a GIF, whatever the heck it's called, send the one. It's like uh, in Finding Nemo, there's a girl tapping on the glass and it says, are you there? So we send that and it has <laughs> a huge great. response. Or the one of like uh, Elsa from um, one of the Disney movies, uh, Frozen. She's sitting outside of her sister's room and it says, Elsa, are you there? That's another one that gets like a ton of responses. That's awesome. So if they don't respond to that, then you do... Uh, so that's, that's the T, text. Uh, e is email. So you'd send them an email. Hey, these are the properties you inquired about. Here's five others that you want to look at or that you'd be interested in. And then you set them up on a search. So we use YLOPO. YLOPO will send them listings every single day. You want them on your search site, not on the others, not Zillow, not Realtor.com because you want them to click on your stuff so that they see you. And then the last thing you do is you set up a task to follow up with that person. So that's C-test, call, text, email, search, task. Um, so obviously, good. I talked a little bit about getting the appointment right away if you do get them on the phone. Uh, when you do the appointment stuff, if you get them on the phone, it's ALM is the acronym. So appointment, location, motivation. No lending, none of the other talk. Just get appointment, set it. Okay, perfect. What are you looking in Pacific Beach for? You know, Where are you going to be working? What's going on? And then what brings you to San Diego? So getting those ideas, ALM and C-test, that's going to be your highest conversion for leads. Mind you, these leads do answer because they're higher quality leads. They're not right. PPC and Facebook. These people are like ready gotcha. to go. Okay. No, that makes sense. Man, that's so good. Thank you for sharing. That is awesome. I'm actually going to tell uh, my brother, Stephen, hey, start sending these gifts or GIFs or whatever they're called. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. I, did, I looked it up once, but I can't so really remember the, what they're the, called. So. The person who created it <clears throat> pronounces it GIF. Okay. But it stands for graphical interchange format or something. So I've always said GIF. I can't call it GIF. I can't. It's, it's like, like peanut, butter. peanut butter. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> All right. So got to ask you, man, because super successful. I just love, I mean, obviously we're not even in person. We're over Zoom, but your energy is just amazing. It's just crazy. You can tell just how well you run the team just from this one interview. And we get the privilege of interviewing a lot of people. So super impressive, man. But want to ask you, are there routines that you've implemented in your life that you look back and you go, man, these routines have really helped me be successful. No, but <laughs> I would say the one thing, cause I'm horrible with routine cause my schedule is so crazy. As you can see, I'm in a car right now, uh, is just implement. A lot of people sit there and try to perfect the whole process. And my done is better than your perfect. So try to catch me cause my, it's going to be like a train falling off the tracks, but I'm going to make sure it keeps going. 
I, I think that's the biggest thing is I think we get analysis paralysis. I also think that people are so scared of failure. Some of the best business people in the world have failed so much. And America has this idea that if you're failing, you are awful. Mm-hmm. So let's just stay stagnant and do nothing with our lives and be these boring people in the middle of nowhere. No, get out there, fail, try it. If you mess up, who cares? Like that's the biggest thing I can give it advice. Like really, if you start a company or a team and it fails, you know how many times my team has failed? And I've spent thousands of dollars doing that. Like, yeah, it's been a lot. It's a pain in the butt, but that's what's got me to where I am now. Without all of that, I would not be where I am. Mm. So that's the biggest thing is don't sit there and just try to overanalyze. Take action. Mm. Love that. Take action. Wait. Yeah. wait I a, see that. Wait a so second. I've seen that somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mark, real quick, before we close out, um, what would you go back and tell younger Mark now that, you know, knowing what you know now? Uh, I would say... My biggest thing right now is I feel like I need to really reflect on where I'm at and be appreciative of where I'm at. That's Mm. another problem is you always want more. Mm. So I would say, you know, my biggest thing is looking back, I'm like, how the heck did I live off of X amount when I used to count count change to go buy uh, cookies at 7-Eleven when I was like 26 years old? Mind you, I started real estate when I was 30. So uh, I would say that start real estate younger. If you're 18 years old, freaking get your real estate license. Because if I started (laughs) at 30 and I'm here, I can't imagine where I would be if I were, you know, a youngin and, and started this career. Now, nah, good stuff. Yeah, great, advice. great piece of advice. Uh, tell people how they can connect with you. Uh, what's the link for your university? How can they follow you on Instagram? All that stuff. Yeah. So best way, Instagram. Uh, like I said, I hate email. So don't email me. No, you can if you. I'll respond. Uh, Mark sells San Diego. So Mark sells San Diego on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. We do have a course coming up in two weeks that we're going to be doing. Basically, it's how to launch a team. Everything that I went over, but really deep down in it, it's, uh, I believe it's six weeks. It's going to be videos of all my of my operations, my systems, everything. So That's definitely hit me up on there. Uh, and then we can get you set up. I'll give away... I give away a ton of free stuff anyway. So if you need help on anything, I'm happy to help. Awesome. The more you give, the more you get. That's so beautiful. Thanks again for being here, Mark. Thank you all for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get those links that we mentioned there. You can go to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes. And while you're there, you can find the videos for all of our episodes as well. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there's only two ways we ask. One is to share this episode with a friend. The other is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review, and leave a comment. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us. We are podcast at remindermedia.com. We'll respond as well. We like social, but we actually like Instagram better too. So make sure to follow (laughs) us on Instagram at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. What an incredible interview! Here's two action items for you because I couldn't help myself. One really impacted me. One is this, and it's it seems simple, but I think it's really powerful because it challenges myself as well. Is see the best in people, not the worst. And if you find yourself today seeing the worst in people and that people are out to get you, I loved what Mark said: is they're going to get you. But if, if you see the best in them, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get the best from them. So what an incredible action item that you can apply. The second action item that's very tactical for your business is the C test. Do this on your leads. Call them. I love it. Call them three times, right? Because they're going to wonder who's calling. They're more likely to pick up. Then text them. Then email them. Send them a search, right? And then set a task for a follow-up for yourself. Apply that to your business. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 